In regards to the sedris of Nitzavim Vayelech, there are sag says. He says, Umehen, from the 53 parshies of the Torah, there's a parsha that gets divided into two and is read on two Shabbosim sometime, if there's a need for it. And that is the parsha, that's Nitzavim, which is divided by Vayelech Moshe. So Nitzavim and Vayelech are read separately. From the Diuk Haloshin, that he says that there's a parsha that's divided into two, and this is not the way he says it by the other sedrois that come together. There he says there are eight parshiyos that sometimes come together, two by two together, and they're read over four Shabbosim. This tells us that Nitzavim and Vayelech are actually in essence one sedra, but that sometimes divided into two, not like the other eight sedras that are two separate sedrois that sometimes are read together in one Shabbos. The Rebbe says this is also understood and implied from a simon that's brought in Tur and in Shulchan Aruch regarding to these parshias. And what says is as follows. There's a posseg that says Pasbag HaMelech, which simply means the food from the king. So the remez that's brought is as follows. That when Rosh Hashanah falls out on Monday and Tuesday, so then we're going to read Nitzavim and Vayelech separately. So let's just see how this works. Pas Bag HaMelech, when Bag is Beis and Gimel, Monday and Tuesday. HaMelech, when Rosh Hashanah, which is referred to as HaMelech, falls out on Monday or Tuesday, then Pas Vayelech, which means that we're breaking off, Vayelech is being separated from Nitzavim. So when Rosh Hashanah HaMelech falls out Monday or Tuesday, we'll read Vayelech separately. As the Mogin Avram explains this, that pas vayelech, the word pas means, from the word posis oisapitim, when you divide something, when you break something in half, so nitzavim and vayelech are separated from each other. So it, it, the posis oisapitim would mean you're breaking one challah, or one, or one uh, cake, or something like that, divided in half. So pas vayelech, we're breaking up vayelech from nitzavim. Since every sedra has a general toich and a general content with which it is different from all other sedra, says the Rebbe, it's understood that Nitzavim and Vayelech then really have one point, one theme. That means not only is there a certain common idea between the two and that's why they can be connected as would be the case by the other sedras, but furthermore, the, it's one nekuda, it's one idea, one theme that's the main point in both of these sedras together. That's on the one hand. Nevertheless, from the fact that sometimes Vayelech is read on a separate Shabbos, so that will tell us that at the same time that there is one toich and one content, one idea in both sedres, nevertheless, there is a difference of how this is expressed in each one of these two sedres. And furthermore, since Parshas Vayelech is after Parshas Nitzavim, we're going to have to say, that in Vayelech there's going to be a certain advantage in whatever this common theme, this one point is, over Nitzavim. And in fact, a mile, an advantage, shaloi be'erech, incomparable to the, to the idea of Nitzavim. And that's why sometimes we're going to read it in a whole separate Shabbos. So the Rebbe explains, Parshas Nitzavim is always laying before Rosh Hashanah. The Alter Rebbe explains the connection of Atem Nitzavim Ayim Kulchem to Rosh Hashanah, as we'll discuss a little bit later in the Sikh a little bit more. 
Whereas Parshas Vayelech, which is sometimes separated from Nitzavim, when it is separated from Nitzavim, it will be read the Shabbos after Rosh Hashanah, the Shabbos before Yom Kippur. That itself is also a proof that the idea of Parshas Vayelech is also in some way connected to Yom Kippur. Therefore, says the Rebbe, the explanation of the two ideas in regards to Nitzavim Vayelech. Again, the two ideas being that on the one hand, there is one toich and one theme that's the same in both of them. But there's a certain advantage within that theme in Vayelech over Nitzavim. We're going to understand these two ideas based on the explanation of looking at Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, which also have these two ideas. Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, on the one hand, are one Indian. They're one continuation. In fact, Yom Kippur is sometimes even referred to as Rosh Hashanah. On the other hand, there's a certain advantage in Yom Kippur over Rosh Hashanah. As we say, Rosh Hashanah, Yikosavon were written down. And in Yom Kippur, that's when there is the signing and the sealing. In other words, Yom Kippur is the culmination and the completion of the ideas of Rosh Hashanah. The Rebbe says this is also reflected in Halacha. Yom Kippur is called Rosh Hashanah. The reason why it's called Rosh Hashanah is also because it's Rosh Hashanah for the idea of Yoival. In other words, in the dinam of Yoival, it goes by Yom Kippur. The halacha is that when the slaves go out to freedom in the year of Yoival, the way it happens is, is that between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, they don't go back free home yet to their houses. On the other hand, they're also not working for their masters. So they just sort of still by their master, but not working yet. And when Yom Kippur comes, that's when they go completely home free. So here again, we see these two ideas. On the one hand, there's one theme, Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. It's all about the going out of to freedom of these slaves. On the other hand, we also see it's divided into two parts. It starts off on Rosh Hashanah, where these slaves are no longer working, but the culmination of it, the completion of it, when they're completely free to go home, which is the main thing, of course, is going to be on Yom Kippur. So the Rebbe says, the connection between Atim Nitzavim Hayoyim to Rosh Hashanah, the Alter Rebbe explains, Rosh Hashanah is a time when we're making Hashem king, we're accepting Hashem king over us. Hashem says, Tamlichuni Aleichem, accept me as your king. And this is also... We say that how, that we, and this is accomplished through Vayahibi Shurun Melech. How does the Abishter become the king? The Pasa goes on after Vayahibi Shurun Melech. Vayahibi Shurun Melech means that amongst Yidin there is a king. Tamlichuri Aleichem. This happens. The Pasa goes on to say, Bis Asaf, Roshayom, when all the Yidin are gathered together. When all the Yidin are united and gathered together, the idea of Achdus, this allows for the crowning of the king. And this says the Alter Rebbe, this is the idea of Atem Nitzavim Hayoyim Kulchem Lufnei Hashem Alekeichem, that before Rosh Hashanah was speaking about the unity between all of the Yidden from the heads, all the way till the Shayev Meimecha, till the water carriers. That notwithstanding all of the different levels that exist by Yidden, nevertheless they're all standing united together as the Pasuk says, Atem Nitzavim Hayoyim Kulchem, you're all standing in front of Hashem Alekeichem. Says the Rebbe, this idea, of the Achdus of the Yidin, this is that one Nekuda that includes and is the same in Nitzavim and Vayelach. Because Vayelach starts off that Moshe Rabbeinu is going, the Pasuk says, El Kol Yisroel. And when the, we say the word Kol Yisroel, it means to emphasize, emphasize that it's one Halicha, one going, one talking that Moshe Rabbeinu is doing to all Yidin equally. 
Also, at the end of the Sedra, we have also by Yidaber Moshe Ba'ozni Kol Kahal Yisroel Moshe Rabbeinu again speaking to all of the Yidden, the words of the Shira again speaking to all the Yidden as one. Furthermore, the mitzvahs in the Sedra, there are two mitzvahs. There's the mitzvah of Hakel, there is the mitzvah of writing a Sefer Torah. These are mitzvahs that again emphasize the Achdus of Yidden. First of all, the mitzvah of Hakel Sa'am is something that encompasses all the Yidden equally, without any differentiation. Ha'anoshim, va'anoshim, va'ataf, men, women, and children, and the gerim, and so on. This is the kind of achdas that we actually don't find this by any other mitzvah. And this is why it's called hakel, because the idea of a call of the congregation represents this idea that all of the people are all one community, one congregation, not like a bunch of details coming together, but they are all one new entity called a call. In fact, says the Rebbe, with this we're going to understand a question regarding the idea of Hakil. The part of the mitzvah of Hakil is that the Melech specifically would read certain portions of the Torah. The question is, the idea of learning, teaching Torah seemingly has something more to do with Sanhedrin. So who should be the one reading the Torah by Hakil? Seemingly this should be the head of the Sanhedrin, the Av Beistin. So the explanation is that really in Torah there's two ideas. Number one, there's the idea of learning Torah, where mainly it's about the understanding, the intellectual aspect of the Torah. There, of course, there's going to be lots of differences between the leaders, the heads, those that understand more, and then there's all the other categories of the Yidden down to the water carrier. But then there's something called Kriya B'Torah, reading the Torah. Reading the Torah in Torah Shemeksav, there's not, it's, it's not necessarily connected with specifically needing to understand it. Reading the Torah applies to all Yidden equally without any differentiation whatsoever. And since by Hakel, there's this idea of all Yidden being united as one entity, it's understood that, that at this point, what's mainly relevant is this idea of Torah, how Yidden are all exactly the same, how they are equal. And that's what we just said is called Koire, Kriya in Torah Shemeksav. Furthermore, the Rambam says we need to view the time when the king is reading the Torah, like the time it was given at Har Sinai. Of course, the idea of Har Sinai encompassed all the Eden equally. And this is what the Rambam says we need to see ourselves as if we're giving, being given the Torah right now and hearing it from Hashem. So this idea of Torah where it's not connected to the idea of intellectual understanding and all of that. Rather, this idea of Kriya B'toyda, where it applies to all Yidden equally, says that this is specifically connected to the king, because the idea of the all of the people of the country, all the whole nation, being completely bottled to the king, is not a matter of, based on their understanding, on how someone's greater or smaller, and so on and so forth, rather it's their very essence of their being, and everything that they have is completely all the king's, and this is why he, the king, is the one that unites all of the Yidden into one entity. And he is called the lave. He is the heart of all of the Yidden. Says the Rebbe, this is also why he is the one that's koire batoira. He is the one that's reading the Torah. He is the one accomplishing by the Yidden this aspect of Torah that's higher than intellect, higher than understanding, and is equal by all of the Yidden. So this is one mitzvah in Vayelech. The next mitzvah in Vayelech is again not a matter of limuda Torah, but writing a Sefer Torah, which again emphasizes the connection of Yidin to Torah, that's by all Yidin equally, just like we just said, in regards to reading the Torah that happens by Hakel. 
Says the Rebbe, this difference between Nitzavim and Vayelech, in the kind of Achdus that we're speaking about, which as we said, this is the main point of both of these parshias, is going to be understood according to the difference between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur in regards to this idea of crowning Hashem as Melech. As mentioned, the ideas of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur are really one Nekuda, this one point of Tamlichuni Aleichem of making Hashem Melech. This is happening from Rosh Hashanah, during the Aseris Yimei all the way to its culmination on Yom Kippur, and this is why we actually say HaMelech HaKadosh throughout the Aseris Yimei But there's a difference. Rosh Hashanah, the idea of Tam Lichuni Aleichem, is being accomplished all the way up in its highest, highest sources and origins, Lamaila. This is when we are arousing, awakening the pleasure, the delight, the desire, the will of Atzmos, of the very essence of Hashem Yisbarech, in being king. The Yidden have the ability to accomplish this because they are rooted in the very, very essence of Hashem. Then comes the Aseris Yimei And in the language of Kabbalah, this is when the sphere of Malchus is being built all the way till the time of Yom Kippur when the sphere of Malchus is complete. And now comes the Tamlichuni Aleichem that Hashem is ruling and being king, shining in a revealed way down here in this world. Says the Rebbe, since the Tamlichuni Aleichem we said before is being accomplished through the unity of Eden, so it's understood that in proportion and in accordance to the difference between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, in the kinds of Tamlichuni Aleichem, this is also going to be the difference in the connection between the, these days, Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, as far as the Achdus of Yidna are concerned. So the Achdus of all the Yidna Rosh Hashanah is mainly the kind of Achdus looking at Yidna the way they are up above in their source. Whereas Yom Kippur, the Achdus is also the way it's being revealed down here, Lamata. As the Rebbe will soon explain more of this. And says the Rebbe, this is why Yom Kippur is so much greater than Rosh Hashanah. The Achdus of all the Yidin in their Shoirish Mokar, in their source, the way they are in their origin, all the way Lamaila, that's not such a big Chidush, that's not such a big accomplishment, that's not so such a novel idea. Because over there, in their source, there's really no room from the outset for any sort of differentiation and differences. The Rebbe says it's like an eagle, like something of a, like a circle that has no beginning and end. The real chiddush of achdus is when you take things that seemingly are separated and you're bringing achdus over there where there were different levels and so on. And it's specifically this kind of achdus when you took things that are even separated and you bring them together. This is the ultimate expression of achdus pshuta of that pure unity of above because it's only the achdus pshuta of Hashem that has the ability to be able to make even from that which seems a Rishus HaRabim, a public domain, into one domain, a Rishus HaYachid, for the Yechid HaShaloylam, for Hashem himself, into a private domain for Hashem. Says the Rebbe, where do we see this in Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur? The Rebbe says, this difference of the Achdus of the Yidin, the difference between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, is seen in how each one of them is connected to Tshuva. Rosh Hashanah, we don't say any Viduim, we don't say any confession or the like. In the davenings of Rosh Hashanah, we don't mention, in a way of vidu, we don't mention any sin, we don't ask for forgiveness, and so on. Yom Kippur, on the other hand, is a day we're speaking about forgiveness. We're asking for forgiveness atonement. It's called a Yom Slicha Kapara. we say vidu. The reason for this, says the Rebbe, we can explain based on what we just said. The avoid of Rosh Hashanah 
is that move of the very essence of the neshama, but the way it's rooted in the deepest levels of atzmos, higher even than Torah and mitzvahs. And coming from that level, from the perspective of that level, there isn't even any room for sin. And this is why we, it doesn't even make sense to speak about forgiveness, or even about the advantage of taking the Averis that were done, the mazid, transforming them into merits. Because we're dealing over here with a time when there's what's called the Bechira Chavshis Hashem's free choice. The choice of the essence of Hashem and the very essence of the Neshama of the Yid. And that's what's bringing about that Hashem's delight and desire in Tamlichuni Aleichem. So this is a level way beyond any levels of any problems and so on. Yom Kippur, on the other hand, this is when the Shoyrish and the Yatsaman Hashem is being revealed down Lamato. That means even in a place where there is possibility for sin... And we say, within this place, Yom Kippur brings the Kapara from the, because of the essence of the day of Yom Kippur. Because of that deep connection that the Neshama has with Elikos and that's revealed on Yom Kippur, this actually brings forgiveness even for sins. Says the Rebbe, this will also explain and make very, very geschmack and sweet why it is that on the night of Yom Kippur we say before we start davening that Matirim we're allowing to daven with all davarionim, with all those that have committed sins. Rosh Hashanah, we are lifting ourselves up, we can lift ourselves up to a place that's completely higher than the idea of Averis, where Averis don't even impact. At that point, it's not Shaykh to say you're davening with them, the most you could say is you're just being removed completely and going to a higher level. In other words, only in the way they are higher than Averis, but you can't connect with them as they are Avaryonim, as they are sinners. But on Yom Kippur, there's the real idea of Yeyosu Kulam Ach Echos, where Mamish uniting with every Yid, even Yidin that in the meantime are within that realm, within that frame of mind of being a sinner, all Yidin are united and we're davening together with them, Ba'aguda Echos, as one community, as one group. Says the Rebbe, because of this achdus that happens on Yom Kippur, and that that is coming to the way Yidin are even down here, Lamato, this is also expressed, not only in the Shama matters, but the whole idea is that it has to do, and its effects, and, is, and comes down even to the matters of the Guf. The Rebbe explains, in regards to the five different things that we afflict ourselves on Yom Kippur with, there is no difference between one Yid and the next. When it comes to fulfilling a mitzvah in a positive way, when we are doing an action, there's going to be difference between the way one person does it and the way another person does it, the way great tzaddikim do it and the way simple people do it. But when we're speaking about refraining from something and abstaining from something, here there's not going to be a difference in negative, staying away from something, there's not going to be a difference between one yid and the next. The Rebbe says, so too, b'pnimi yonim. It says that Yom Kippur is a day of lachiyoysom berov, that the vitality, the highest itself, is coming from the very fast, from the very hunger. Again, the Rebbe says, this is going to be something that's by everyone equally. We're all fasting the same way. We're all having that highest. Whereas in the avoid of Rosh Hashanah, even though it's an avoid coming, true, from the essence of the neshama, the way the essence of the neshama is higher than division and details and all of that, but that itself is only at the time when the Yid is davening and so on. But what happens right after davening, when we're sort of moving away from the Avoidah, when we're starting to get involved in Ichlu Mashmanim, it says about Rosh Hashanah, to eat fatty foods and drink sweet drinks and so on and so forth. 
Here, the eating and drinking is going to be very, very different between one person and the next, again, as opposed to the fasting of Yom Kippur, which is by everyone equal. Says the Rebbe, now we can understand the advantage in Pashas Vayelech over Pashas Nitzavim. In Parshas Nitzavim, we were speaking about the Yidin being united from Rashechem Shiftechem, all the way till the woodchoppers and the water carriers. But this is as they are all standing, Atom Nitzavim, you're all standing, Lufnei Hashem, Lekechem, standing in front of Hashem, meaning we're all up in our source, up in our root, we're standing, Lufnei Hashem, Lekechem. Parshas Vayelech, however, is dealing with how the Achdus is being expressed down here, Lamata, as Yidin are already in their own individual levels, down here, down on earth. And this is what the Pasuk means, Vayelech Moshe Vayedaber, and he goes and speaks to all the Yidin. He goes and he speaks. In other words, Moshe Rabbeinu coming down from his level, being drawn down, so this says the word Vayedaber, in addition to meaning speaking, also means he's being drawn down and speaking to all of the Yidin as they are in their own levels, in their own space. But on the other hand, he's going to all of them equally. He's Vayelech, he's being drawn down to all Yidin equally, because that's the idea of attaching the very essence of the neshama, the way it's above, with the neshama as is down here below. Says the Rebbe, the same idea is with Hakel. On the one hand, we say, Chazal tell us that the men came to learn, the women came to listen, the children came to give reward to those that brought them. Which shows that the idea of the achdus of Hakel is in a way that there are many, many different levels. Not like Rosh Hashanah, where everyone is just one. We're just looking at the root and the source and everyone's exactly one. But on the other hand, specifically in this kind of hakel, with all of those levels, what happens? The king, who we said before unites everyone, comes and what is he doing? He's reading the Torah, not learning, he's reading the Torah. We're saying he's, this reading of the Torah of the Melech, which as we explained before, encompasses all the Yidin in an equal way. That means we're drawing down this level of achdus pshut of all the Yidin, the idea of hakel and a kohol, but in a place where there are differences between people. And all the way as it finishes in the Sedra, Vayidabra Moshe Moshe Rabbeinu speaks to Kol Kal Yisroel, Ad Tumam, says the Rebbe, Ad Tumam means all the way till the end, till the completion. But the Rebbe says the Pirush Apnimi means Ad Tumam, is the Tumimus and the Shlemus, the completion, in other words, the absolute wholeness of all the Yidden together. That is, that Moshe Rabbeinu's speech in the ears of Kol Kal Yisroel is not only to the etzim and hashama, the way a yid is above, but it also is affecting a tmimus, a perfection, a shleimus, even in their koiches agluyim, even in their revealed faculties, and in all of their evarim and giddim, their organs and sinews and so on. Says the Rebbe, the hayra of all of this, benegei lepoil. The aserisi tshuva are a very opportune time to add an avas Yisroel. When the bis asef roshe om is not b'shleimus, when there is lacking something in the Achdus of Yidin, no matter in what situation they are. So that does not mean that there's only a little detail missing, but it's, it's, it's affecting the whole idea of Tamlichuni Aleichem of all of, of all of Klau Yisroel. And since we need to be getting ready for Yom Kippur, the Ava to each and every Yid has to be in a way, not only in a way that which we sort of don't notice, we're ignoring the person's problems, Ra, their, their, uh, their shortcomings. We only see only the good in it, and therefore we love them, and we can be united with them. But rather the Chiddush is, even when I do see the problems of the other person, and nevertheless, I show the person love without any cheshbon, without any calculations. And this Ava expresses, expresses itself in really getting involved, in really trying to put in all of the effort to help the other person to get rid of that Ra, 
And by being involved in the myths of Avas Yisrael in these days, we are zoichet et hamlichuni aleichem in a revealed way, where we have achsim ogmarchsim etoiva on Yom Kippur, l'shon etoiva mesukah begashmi, so beruchni is betoiv hanirev hanigla.